let's be honest. Statistically speaking, you are shit at setting goals. And I say that because statistically speaking, I am shit at setting goals. You don't follow through on 90% of the goals you set yourself. I don't follow through on 90% of the goals that I set myself. There's an incredibly long laundry list of goals that I have come up with and never completed. Heck, there's a long laundry list of goals that I've come up with and never even actually started. 92% of people fail on their New Year's resolutions, right? Goals they set themselves at the beginning of every year. 80% of those people fail before they even get to the end of January. That's how bad we are at setting and competing goals for ourselves. That's quite humorous because there is a huge uh, industry around successful goal setting. And I've spent a bit of time over the last week thinking about how bad I have been at setting goals and how bad most people are at setting goals. And I've come up with a slightly different way of approaching goal setting that I think may be a little bit more successful. And so that is what we're going to talk about this week. Hey guys, my name is Rory. I am a full-time swim endurance and triathlon coach. Through these videos, my writings and the podcast, I am looking to explore ways that help me become a better coach, a better athlete, an all-around better human being. I appreciate you for joining me on this journey, for listening along, watching along or reading along. Uh, and I appreciate the feedback that I am getting on these. So thank you very much. It is greatly appreciated. So let's talk your success rate with goals. I think that, as I said in the intro, this is something that we all suffer from. This idea that most of the goals we set ourselves, we don't either even don't even end up starting, or we they frizzle out real early before we actually get serious, uh, or they frizzle out at some point in the journey. And there's a long list of reasons why that typically tends to happen. But then there are some goals that you do successfully hit and then there are some goals that you haven't hit but there are people that are less talented have less time have less intelligence have less education have less money and yet they've somehow managed to succeed in doing the thing that you haven't been able to succeed in doing and so we have this kind of weird mix match of some goals we've hit, nailed, and done really well. Other goals we haven't even tried to begin starting, even though we've sort of semi-mentally set them for ourselves. And some goals we'd really like to achieve, and we haven't, yet there are people that we would view as kind of less qualified to have achieved those goals that have achieved them. And I think I've seen that in my own life and I've definitely seen that in the athletes that I've coached where I've had the privilege of helping people to goals that at a point looked like it was or felt like it was going to be an impossible goal to achieve and some of them would never have considered themselves talented enough or believed that they could do the thing that they've gone on to do. The question that's been on my mind this week is what differentiates the goals that we are able to achieve and people are able to achieve from the ones that we can't? Why do some people learn to swim or learn to swim faster 
when others don't? Why do some people finish an Ironman or race a marathon when others are still talking about it? Why do some people build healthy habits while others are perpetually stuck in a cycle of despair? Is there a better way to predict the success that a goal may have or improve the chances of success in a goal that you're setting yourself before you even set it? And I think in reflection of this, this week, I've kind of had to go through a sequence of elimination to try and find where things break down. Because a Google search on goals will very quickly spit about 100,000 pages of smarter goals uh, at you. And I think that's conventional self-help wisdom. If you're setting a goal, make sure that they're specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time-based. And I think that that's absolutely good advice. It's, It's valid. But I've got a long list of goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-based, and I've not hit them. Most people who set the goal of doing an Ironman or running a marathon will find a race. So we've got specific race, date, measurable, time, or just complete time-based, how long we've got to get there, 16 weeks, 20 weeks, 8 weeks, 10 weeks, realistic if you're talking with a coach then yeah should be realistic if they said yeah that's something that we can do and yet people will fizzle out and not go on to do them i don't think that having smart goals is the answer to why we don't end up going on to achieve the goals so then the next thing that i thought was is it maybe the goals themselves and this was kind of inspired by a part of james clear's book atomic habits Uh, where he says that goal setting suffers from what he calls a case of survivorship bias, which is where we concentrate on and focus our attention on people who end up winning and being successful. And we assume that what they've done, the ambitious goals that they've set uh, that has led to their success has been the reason why they've got there. But we overlook all the people who had the same objective but didn't end up succeeding. And uh, examples that he gives of this is that every Olympian wants to win a gold medal. Every Olympian sets the goal of winning a gold medal, but not every Olympian does. Every job candidate who is applying for a job has the goal of getting the job, but only one of them do. So successful and unsuccessful people both share the same goals, then it can't be the goal itself that differentiates the winners from the losers, the people who have success from those that don't. And his antidote to that is is systems. So he says if it's not if it's not the goals, then the systems are, tend to be what predict success, where the goals give you direction and will push you in the short term. Eventually, a well-designed system is the thing that's going to hold you up and keep you moving forward. Having systems is what matters. And I agree, systems are what will get you moving towards the goal, they move the needle forward. But I don't think that systems is the answer because I love systems. I build systems all day. Habit stacking, routines, creating sequences and workflows that link ideas, that link tasks, that link days, that link uh, weeks, that link training cycles, that link quarters, that link years together. Like 
building systems for doing things is one of the ways that my brain naturally moves towards whenever there's a task in front of me. And I've got systems that I know work really well, and yet I haven't applied all of them to all of the goals. And even some that I have applied to, it hasn't ended up working. I've, I've built a system that helps age group triathletes learn to swim. And the exact same system given to two different people will give two very different looking outcomes. And one may end up achieving the goal and one may end up not. The system was the same. And the, so the system didn't necessarily dictate whether or not we had success or not. And so while I definitely prescribe to the idea of setting goals, while I prescribe to the idea of using the SMART acronym as a system for helping you set good goals, while I'm absolutely in line with building systems that help you organize your life in such a way that you have the opportunity, the best opportunity to achieve your goals, I still don't think that those three things in combination give any sort of guarantee not that anything is guaranteed, but any any sort of closer guarantee to having success. And so I started to kind of look and think through the goals where I have had the most success in life and try and find a common thread. And that gave me a bit of a realization or some insight, which is it's not the goal that I'm after. There's something deeper there. It's a need that I'm looking to satisfy. For the goals that I've been most successful at attaining, there has been a deeper need, human need, that I'm looking to satisfy. And I think in the past, this has been by pure luck that the goal and the need have coincided because I would look at a goal from a lens of what do I want to achieve and then go down the path of that's what I want to achieve and then look at setting a smart goal around that and then building a system that helps me get there but the the goal and the system and the the, and the the process when tied to a need has been a lot more successful than when it's been arbitrary or aside from what i need and i think there's something in that because needs are a necessary function that we have to live and and survive and i i kind of went into reading a little bit more about Maslow's hierarchy needs as a framework for this. So the Maslow's hierarchy, we have uh, physiological needs like food and water, then safety needs, uh, which today in today's kind of context is like job security. And then we have um, friendship needs, which is like love and belonging. And, and then we have esteem needs uh, and then we have self-actualization needs. So we kind of work our way in his model. You work your way up through a hierarchy where at the bottom, at the foundation, you have those physiological food and clothing needs, then safety and security, then love and belonging, then esteem and then self-actualization. And there's been a couple of variations and, and changes to the model over the years. But it's, it's a quite it's a simple but very good way of framing the human needs and how as we develop through life we are looking to satisfy and tick these needs off and if i look back through the goals that i've been most successful in i can quite closely tie my needs the needs i was trying to satisfy with the goal that i was looking to achieve and so that got me thinking about 
kind of how I've gone about satisfying different needs in Maslow's hierarchy. And I've, I've been privileged enough to never need to actually set a goal related to food or clothing. I, I recognize and, and I'm, I'm grateful for the fact that I've never had to actually sit down and write out a goal, a smarter goal or whatever that, that outlines my need for food or clothing. But I'm fairly confident that if I didn't have food or clothing, that would be, and, and I set a goal for it, I would, <laughs> I would find a way to get food or clothing or die trying. I had a very short stint working for a software company in a normal job before I started the coaching business. And there were definitely days when I hated the work that I was doing and I didn't want to go to work. And yet I still showed up every day. And I think there are a lot of people that fall into this camp. And so you ask yourself, well, why, if you hate doing it, are you showing up every day? And I think the answer lies in, well, it pays bills so that you can put food and clothing or support the lifestyle that you have, which is satisfying other needs further up or down the chain. And so you will do things that are hard and you will do things that are uncomfortable and you'll do things that you don't enjoy if they are in some way, shape or form connected to satisfying a need. I think that once we've got that safety and, and security and that that food and physiological kind of those needs taken care of, we start to have a little bit of a wider net of how we can then go about ticking off or meeting the needs that fall a little further along or a little high up the, the hierarchy. Um, there are different ways that we can go about meeting them. Uh, if we move to friendship and, and belonging, I mean, on a grandiose scale, there is 7 billion people potential candidates that could help you meet your need for love and belonging. You could find friends or companionship at a bar, at the beach, at university, at work, at the pool, at the cycle track. You could even find them on Facebook or Tinder, right? The, the, the possibilities of how you find uh, friendship and belonging is, is, is very big, very wide. If we tie this into kind of goal setting, I think this is where we start to get the first glimpse of how goal setting can fall apart if we're unaware of what need we're trying to meet. For example, if you're trying to trying to connect with people, you're trying to build friendships and you identify a group of people that you would like to connect with and they all do triathlon, then you get into triathlon and triathlon becomes a way that you meet people, make friends and satisfy that need, that human need for love and belonging. And if a year into your triathlon journey, you follow the traditional, I don't know if we'll call it that because it, maybe it's not traditional, but the trajectory where you've done a sprint and you've done an Olympic and you've done a 70.3 and now the, the rite of passage is to do an Ironman. And so you sign up for an Ironman is it any wonder why you struggle to sit on the trainer, on the turbo trainer inside and do a four hour solo trainer ride in the buildup to your Ironman? If the reason that you got into triathlon was to meet the need of connection, if we're literally putting you in solitary confinement and asking you to do something like sit on a bike 
for four hours when the need you're trying to satisfy by doing that is so far removed from what you're actually ending up doing it doesn't matter if the Ironman goal is set in a smart way it doesn't matter if the coach that you're working with has created a, a plan that is designed very carefully for you to get you to the goal it doesn't matter because it's not meeting the need it doesn't align with the need that you got into it to start with and if that's the case i think that you're always going to struggle with execution of the goal because it's now no longer connected or no longer aligned with the need that you had in the first place and so this got me thinking about my goal of chasing a sub four hour 70.3 and trying to figure out what need I am trying to satisfy there and, and then looking to see if I can create the connection between the need I have and the goal that I've set. And I think the idea of breaking four hours in a 70.3 definitely has importance and significance attached to it. So I think there's a, an element of esteem that is, is linked there. By esteem, what we're talking about is, is self-worth, accomplishment, respect. Um, Maslow had two sorts of categories for this. There's, there's esteem for oneself, the sort of dignity, the achievement, the mastery, and then there's the desire for respect uh, from other people and re reputation. There's the status and prestige that comes with it. And I think at a point I would be quite uncomfortable with the, the status and prestige side of that, but I think that was partly because I was connected ego uh, my ego and esteem a little bit too closely together but I, I think that there is a healthy dose of both there I am very curious about mastery and achievement and and independence and so I'd, I think that the 70.3 sub 4 goal very much fits into that I also think that it fits into the self-actualization so Maslow had this idea of self-actualization, which which kind of in, he encapsulated into the, the phrase that everything one can be, one should be. And I have a deep curiosity. I, I don't know where it's come from, but I have a deep curiosity about where my limits lie. And we've talked about that, that in, in weeks gone by. And so the 70.3 goal is a, a vehicle through which I build esteem it's a vehicle through which I satisfy the curiosity related to where my limits, my limits lie. And while those aren't needs that are like physiological uh, in getting food and clothing or, or safety, as you kind of tick the boxes, if you, once you have your physiological needs, once you have your safety needs, once you have your love and belonging needs, if you don't find ways to pursue the next level up or the next kind of category of of needs you are going to find yourself in a unhappy unbalanced state where you start to lose meaning you start to lose enthusiasm you start to lose uh the the purpose of life and and part of i mean what what i've called this this podcast in this series is find building a life worth living uh, and i think part of that process is working towards satisfying these human needs and the goal that i have set myself as sub four hour 70.3 in a way can be tied to satisfying those needs now i think it takes a an enormous amount of self-awareness to be able to first identify a need 
and then look at the range of possibilities that could potentially be used as a vehicle to satisfy that need and then set the goal to satisfy that need and use the use the the goal as a vehicle to get there i think it's probably possible and maybe i'll work towards getting there but i don't think that that's how most people go about it i think like i said earlier most people will start with something that they want to do and then i think the goal is once you understand what you want to do to try and have a level of self-awareness where once you set that goal you start to ask yourself questions about how that goal is going to help you uh, in understanding what needs you're trying to meet as you go about it and I think there's a few questions that I've asked myself this week that I think are quite helpful in that it's not an extensive list but a list of questions that you could ask yourself about the goals that you have right now that may potentially help you connect the need that you're trying to fill with the goal that you have. And those would be, why do I want to achieve this specific goal? Why is it that this isn't a goal that I'm looking to, to achieve? Why is this particular goal important to me right now in the context of where I am in my life? Why is this goal important to me right now? And then zoom out a little bit more from that and go in the big picture of my life, If I were to succeed in this goal, what role would that play when I looked back on my life? What role would this goal, this particular goal that I'm going after play in the bigger picture? And then the final one is what emotion would I feel if or when I achieved this goal? And I think answering those questions should give you not the answer, but some answer into what need you are trying to get met and then the better understanding you have around what need you're trying to get met the better you're going to be able to craft your journey as you work to achieve that goal and I think there's going to be less of a struggle with motivation and more of a uh, grit mindset and a growth mindset to be able to walk towards the goal because you understand from a higher level or a deeper context why it is you're going after that goal you ask somebody who wakes up early every morning how they do it and they answer i don't know i just do it the chances are there is a deeper need that is being satisfied there they've created a routine they've created a habit they've created a system around it at some point there was a need that they were looking to satisfy that waking up early ticked a box for and I think it's the same with, with training. You ask people, how do you train as much as you do? Or how do you fit it all in? Or how do you do the thing that you do? And often if people can't give you an answer that is well-structured, likely they don't know. And likely it's because, like asking the question, how do you eat every day? I don't know. I just need to do it. So I do it. In the same way, you go, how do you train every day? I don't know i need to do it because it satisfies a need so i just do it don't necessarily need to have a reason or a motivation to eat every day or for some people to train every day or to to wake up every day it's just something that i do and i think that is because it's satisfying a need we don't need to justify needs they are innate in being a, a part of being human and so i think If you want to do hard things, being able to fall back on this, I don't actually know how I do it, but I just do the hard things because it's satisfying a need is a pretty good place to be operating from. And so this framework of connecting goals to needs 
or maybe ultimately being able to set goals based on needs, I think that would be a pretty cool thing to be able to do, to be able to think about what need I would like to satisfy on this hierarchy and then set a goal that helps facilitate or offers itself as the journey to, to meeting that human need. I think that'd be a pretty cool way to go about it. I think developing this self-awareness to be able to do that will be incredibly difficult. But until then, start asking some questions about the goals that you've set yourself and the needs that you're looking to meet. And you can start that process by looking at the goals that you have set yourself in the past and the success that you've had and the fulfillment you've felt from achieving those goals and tying them into a need that they were satisfying. Hope you enjoyed that podcast, that video, this writing. Uh, I appreciate you for listening to this point. Any feedback for me, any thoughts on questions that you have on something that you've been wrestling with, there is a chance that I've been wrestling with it too. So hit me up, let me know what it is. I appreciate you guys. See you next week. Ciao.